This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, alhamdulillahi wa salatu wa salamu ala Rasulillah wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in. We commence in the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We send blessings and salutations upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, his household, his companions, all those who struggled and strove through the generations to serve the deen in a way that today it has gotten to us. We are seated here by the virtue of Allah. I want to commence by praying for our late Sheikh Dawood, Mdebele. May Allah grant him Jannatul Firdaus. May Allah accept all his efforts and make him a true inspiration for our young and old. And may Allah make it easy for his family, his offspring. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us a lesson from his beautiful life in a way that we don't waste our time on earth. My brothers and sisters, a smile makes a difference. You smile, you greet people, you give importance to people, no matter who they are. That is what Islam is all about. It is about reaching out to others. It is all about building bridges, worshipping Allah alone, and showing people that while we worship Allah alone, we are not arrogant. We are not from among those who think Jannah is only for us. You will be amazed and surprised if you were to travel through some of the poorest countries on earth when you see their children dedicated to the deen in a way that will embarrass us who come from countries where there is electricity, there is water, there are facilities, there are roads, there is so much that we have. May Allah grant us success of this world and the next. We are Muslims. Islam teaches goodness. We are living in a country here in South Africa and I am sitting in this beautiful Masjid Al-Ansar in Soweto. And I swear, I thank Allah who has guided us to the deen. Around us and in this country, you and I know that people are free to drink alcohol. They do it, but we don't. Do you know why? Because we follow Islam. And Islam has forbidden intoxicants. There are so many things that are allowed to be done within the country as a nation. People will be doing it. Many people, sometimes majority, will be doing things. Allah says, If you are going to follow the majority on earth, who would be doing the wrong things, they would obviously lead you astray from the path of Allah. Islam will never change. Whatever was taught by Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa will remain valid right up to the end of time, even if the whole world considers it backward or wrong. It will remain correct. And whatever he said was wrong will remain wrong until the end, even if the whole world says it is okay or it is correct. Because we follow Islam. Islam is valid. There will be people around us believing differently, 
Do we hurt them? No. Do we harm them? No. We believe differently. They may be our family members. Many people in other parts of the world have never had the good fortune of family members who are not Muslim, who later see the light in Islam and turn to Islam because of the goodness of the family member who was earlier a Muslim. When I say the good fortune, there are people who come from societies where they were born into Islam and their families were born to Islam. I swear by Allah, in majority of those cases, they don't appreciate Islam as much as those who found it later on when they have already seen what misguidance is all about. In most cases, yes, there are some who will appreciate. Many who are born into Islam don't appreciate it as much as those who found it. My brothers and sisters, be kind. Reach out to people as you are a Muslim, as you are strong on yourself. You know what is prohibited in Islam. Islam prohibits so many things. Today we speak about gender-based violence. When Islam addressed the matter 1400 years ago by saying you don't even touch the opposite sex who is not a mahram to you. And then people say that is barbaric. But today they are going back to those rules. We are not even supposed to touch a person of the opposite sex who is not a mahram. You and I know what is the meaning of mahram. A person who is very closely related to you. And when we say not allowed to touch someone who is not a mahram, it doesn't mean a person who is a mahram. You can abuse them, you can harm them, you can hurt them. Many of the brothers, many of the so-called reasonable good Muslims at times, they use the excuse of Islam to harm their wives, to hurt their mothers, to hurt their daughters. No way we are here to announce that Islam has protected her. We will not allow the abuse of a woman simply because she's a woman. We will not ab allow the abuse of the vulnerable. We will not allow the abuse of those perhaps who are weak. Islam came to protect the women. There was a time at, at Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam when they used to inherit the women. They used to treat them as commodities. They used to be dancing naked in front of the men for the pleasure of the men. Allah says, let them cover. Give them their dignity. A woman should never be. A woman should never be given value based on her looks. No way. Based on whether she is big or thin. Or whether she is tall or short or dark or fair. Or whether she has clean blemishless skin or not. That is very, very superficial. Allah says, it is the heart. Inna Allah ta'ala la yanduru ila suwarikum wala ila ajsamikum walakin yanduru ila qulubikum wa a'malikum. Allah does not look at your body. Allah does not look at your figure, your features. Allah looks at your heart and your deeds. When you have a good heart, good deeds, you are a good person. Allah loves you. We have equal access to Allah, male and female. In the eyes of Allah, we have equal access to earning the pleasure of Allah. How many women have earned greater pleasure of Allah than so many men who find themselves dwindling when it comes to their relationships with Allah. So my brothers and sisters, there are things that will happen around us because they are allowed within the nation. 
that we as Muslims may not do, we will not do if it is prohibited in Islam. You know people are eating what is known as usury and interest. What does Islam say about that? <coughs> Allah says it is prohibited. Allah says leave it, quit it. So when we have chosen to be Muslim within a nation that allows you to follow any faith, then we have chosen for ourselves to be disciplined within certain rules that we have imposed on ourselves by virtue of us being Muslim. Can I call myself Muslim when I don't follow Islam? Can I call myself Muslim when I don't consider what is prohibited as prohibited? Can I con call myself a submitter? What is the name? What is the meaning of Islam? Islam means submission and Islam means peace. It has a dual meaning. Some have argued in the past that no, there is no peace about Islam. Wallahi, speak to those who are struggling, struggling by following their whims and fancies. The moment they discipline themselves, they achieve so much of beauty, so much of inner comfort, so much of goodness. When you are focused upon your wife and your wife alone and you protect yourself from all forms of immorality, you automatically achieve the goodness that Allah wants you to achieve. وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ أَنْ خَلَقَ لَكُمْ مِنْ أَنفُسِكُمْ أَزْوَاجًا لِتَسْكُنُوا إِلَيْهَا وَجَعَلَ بَيْنَكُمْ from among the signs of your creator from among the signs of Allah is that he created for you from you your spouse in order that you may achieve mercy comfort solace from that spouse subhanallah rabbil alameen you and I know that when Islam prohibits homosexuality, for example, there will be people around the nation, if the nation has allowed it, who, may, who will be engaging in that. But a Muslim will not participate in that type of activity because he knows what is right and wrong. But does that mean you go around killing people, hurting people, harming people who are not Muslim or who might be sinning, etc.? Or is your duty what is known as da'wah and positive propagation? We will continue talking. When a person is drinking alcohol, eating interest, you know, doing something that is haram, for example, in Islam, what does a Muslim actually do? Does a Muslim pray for them and try with them and keep trying with them? Or does he say, I need to hurt this person? Wallahi, we don't hurt. We don't hurt the people. We know that even if they were to be against the law of Allah for 70 years and one day Allah gave them guidance, and they came into the goodness of the faith, Allah will grant them Jannatul Firdaus. Just like we know that when a person has been following the deen for 70 years, and one day they quit, and they turn to bad ways and habits, they have deleted the 70 years of goodness. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells this to us through the blessed lips of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Al-halal is not what I make halal. It is what Allah has made halal. Al-haram is not what I have made haram. It is what Allah has made haram. And it shall remain until the end of time. If I have said something that makes halal haram or haram halal according to what you may have understood from my speech, then one of two things is wrong. Either you have heard wrong or not understood the context or either I was wrong. Subhanallah. But it will never make that which is haram halal or that which is halal haram. 
because it's not from me. This is why we follow something known as Qalallahu wa Qalal Rasulu. We follow what Allah has said and we follow what the Messenger has said. Because those are the ones who have dictated the pace. Not me. I'm a human being. I may say something that you might not understand the context of. That doesn't mean I've made halal haram or haram halal that shall remain until the end. I will respect everyone and keep on trying to propagate in the best possible way. Look at the Prophet ﷺ. The worst possible crime that can be committed is what? What is it? Can you tell me? Shirk. To associate partners with Allah is the worst possible crime that can be committed. But the Prophet ﷺ always continued to propagate the deen in the most respectful way to the mushrikeen of Makkah. As a result, most of them turned. As a result, most of them turned to the deen of Allah. Amazing. The Prophet ﷺ, what did he do? He respected those who followed other faiths in order to get them to listen to the deen of Allah. He spoke to them with respect. He went to them. He continued trying with them and he never gave up. As a result, a man like Khalid ibn al-Walid ibn al-Mughira radiallahu anhumah, what did he do? He had murdered so many Muslims, but one day he came. With us, small mistake made by someone, we write him off completely. Totally, this man is out. He's not in the fold of the deen. Don't greet him. Don't talk to him. Don't even bother with him. No one bothers to even go and find out. No one bothers to try and rectify and correct. We heard something wrong. We heard something doctored or edited. We already made people kuffar and munafiqeen. That's our problem. We can say, look, what I heard, perhaps this is a mistake. Maybe I've heard something wrong. Where is the husnuddhan? Where is the clarification today? No more. We don't clarify things anymore. We just label people bad. That's why the Muslim Ummah is at the moment suffering in a way that is unimaginable. We hate each other, honestly. We don't get along with each other. Yet we are part of one larger family. We are connected not only through faith, but beyond that, we are even connected through blood. The connection of faith is stronger, always. But it doesn't mean that you need to hurt people who follow a different faith. No. We will propagate to them. We were all astray at one stage. If it was not for me or my father, perhaps somewhere up the ladder, my forefathers, they were not Muslim. Someone cared for them. Someone reached out to them. Someone continued. That is why they entered the fold of Islam. That's why we are sitting here so beautifully today. Where is our character gone? Where is our conduct gone? We don't greet each other, but we come to the house of Allah. We don't greet. Why? Sometimes we don't even have a difference, but we couldn't be bothered. I don't have the time. I'm not bothered. The expression on our faces is such that we think Jannah is only for us. And for everyone else, they are not going to go to Jannah. Why? Ah, I don't think that they know what they are doing. Subhanallah. How could we think that way? May Allah forgive us. And this is why when people use religion to abuse the women, they are so wrong because Islam came to protect the woman. You know what Islam says? You're not allowed to touch a woman who's not a mahram. You're not allowed to touch her. What does that mean? Allah wants you to respect her to the degree that even if you were to greet or respond to a greeting, 
that will happen without touching. We will acknowledge it is the height of respect according to us. There is no abuse. Today people in the western world are saying that subhanallah, people in the western world are saying that we should not be in seclusion with the female. We don't want to sit next to a woman because they might tomorrow come and say they were abused or they might tomorrow come or this person might end up abusing them and later on deny it. You know, subhanallah, Allah says solve the problem. Just be respectful from day one. Be respectful. When Allah says dress appropriately, that ruling is not just for women, it's for men as well. You dress appropriately with modesty, correctly. That is a ruling in order to give you the dignity. When you don't dress, people will judge you based on the size of your behind. They will judge you based on the size of your breasts. They will judge you based on the color of your skin. They will judge you based on the figure that you have. They will judge you based on how much they can see of you to quench their lusts and desires. Allah says, let them judge you based on your goodness, your character, your deen, your akhlaq. You know, when you want to get married, the Prophet Muhammad says, people look at various things. They look at money, they look at beauty, they look at whatever else, they look at lineage. The most successful are those who looked at character and closeness to the maker. Deen and akhlaq. Why? You got married to the mother of your children. If you got married for money, the money is going to disappear at some stage. You got married for looks, just turn 40, 45, looks start diminishing. You will have to plaster yourself with a false look where you cannot look in the mirror without that. Allah says, do you love her just because she knows how to put on makeup? Is that really love or is it superficial? But if you love her character, her sacrifice, her dedication to Allah and so on and so forth, you will adore her with every wrinkle that she develops on her face. The adoration, the admiration will increase one million fold. Because you know what she's done. You know she's not a toy. Talk about gender-based violence. Islam prohibits it completely. Islam prohibits all forms of oppression and violence. And that's why when we don't follow the rules, we pay the price. We pay the price. I know of people who have come from the porn industry, pornography, straight into the deen of Allah, putting on hijab and saying, I feel so liberated for once. I'm not judged by the size of my boobs. A'udhu billah. But it's a reality. I'm not judged. There is so much pressure. So much pressure of society and community. That you know what is happening? People are wanting to change their shapes and sizes and colors and so on. Based on what the norm of society seems to be preaching. Yet they are enslaved because they don't love what Allah has made. If Allah gave you dark skin, love it. Because Allah loves you just like that. Don't be embarrassed or ashamed. Those who like you and love you because of who you are, they are the ones who've understood Allah. Those who don't like you because of your complexion, they don't even like Allah. They have not understood who is Allah. Those who don't like you because of some, because of your hair and the type of hair Allah gave you. They haven't understood Allah because you didn't choose your hair. Allah gave you the hair. So those who love Allah will love whatever Allah has given you. Remember this. These are powerful points, my brothers and sisters. 
A person who respects you simply because you look hot, they are not respecting you, they are respecting the heat. Yes. The day that heat goes, they are gone with it. Wallahi, it's a fact. I'm not mincing my words here. We respect people exactly as they are, without wanting to change anything. Those are the true Muslimin. I don't need to change you to respect you. I love you as my brother. I will respect you as my sister. No matter what you look like, no matter who you are, what is your financial standing, that is a true Muslim. The others are false, even though they may be in majority. May Allah help us. Never feel like you are backward based on what Allah has given you. No, you are not. Not at all. The people of Jannah, we will be surprised when we see them and who they are. They might be those who had nothing on earth. Allah gave them almost nothing on earth. But they were preparing their palace for Jannah. Recently I was speaking, I told a crowd of people, do you know, the palace that you are living on earth, perhaps it might be the last few moments that you are going to be enjoying. And do you know that the slum that you are living in on earth, it might be the last few moments of your turbulence. The one from the slum may go to the eternal palace and the one from the palace may go into the eternal slum. Who knows? Don't despair. Life is temporary. It is a few years. That's it. It doesn't go beyond that. Life is so temporary. It is literally a few moments. May Allah give us Jannatul Firdaus. Don't be deceived. Ya nasu inna Oh people, the promise of Allah is the truth. Don't let this world deceive you, Allah says. Don't be deceived by this temporary world. Look at those more handsome, more pretty than you. And they are gone back to Allah. Their bodies have been eaten by the worms and the mites. Look at those who are more powerful than you. They are gone back to Allah. Those who are wealthier than you, they are gone back to Allah. We spend a whole life preparing for what? To, live, to buy a car, for example, to live in a house, whereas we didn't prepare for the hereafter, which is eternal. How many people have died before they achieved the goal of having a house on earth? But if they prepared for the house in the hereafter, they were successful. If they forgot that, they were unsuccessful, even if they made that house on earth. Allah says, don't let the big deceiver deceive you. Who is the big deceiver? Shaitan, the devil. He makes you want to fulfill your whims, your desires. Look at the amount of people being raped. Look at the amount of people who are victims. Not only of violence, but of any form of crime. Isn't it on the rise? Why? Because the deceiver is deceiving us. People say, if shaitan is tied during the month of Ramadan, why are there crimes being committed in Ramadan? That's a good question. Because we are shayateen ourselves. That's why. We become shaitans. We are trained already by the devil. He is tied. 
But we are doing the job. Shayateen al-ins wal-jinn. The shaitan of jinn kind is tied. The shaitan of mankind is not tied. So when you see evil, it is us. ظَهَرَ الْفَسَادُ فِي الْبَرِّ وَالْبَحْرِ بِمَا كَسَبَتْ أَيْدِ النَّاسِ Chaos, corruption is rife on earth, at land, on land and at sea. Because of what the hands of man have earned, what we have done. People blame Allah. If Allah is so merciful, why is crime happening? Because man is not merciful. That's why. Do you think these crimes are committed by Allah? No way. They are committed by man. Let's purify ourselves. Let's understand the rules and regulations of Allah. Let's understand what is permissible and prohibited in Islam. Let's also understand the great challenge. What is the challenge? We have to deliver this beautiful message to others in a nice way. Many times we are Muslims, but we don't embody Islam. That is why there are people who have accepted Islam who have said, I thank Allah for introducing me to Islam before introducing me to Muslims. If I had met Muslims before Islam, I was not going to be a Muslim because they are an embarrassment. Ask yourself, and I need to ask myself, am I an embarrassment or am I a true ambassador of Islam? If you are an embarrassment, today is a day to change. We will change. It's not too late. Let's become better people. Have a good heart. Greet each other. Don't abuse your children. How much of abuse is happening? People are abusing children. I've heard of cases where sometimes religious teachers are abusing those whom they are teaching. Little boys are being abused. Nobody, nobody is allowed to touch you. Nobody is allowed to touch you in the wrong way. Not at all. And when there's a criminal, they need to face the full wrath of the law. When Allah speaks about the criminals and their punishment, you know what Allah says? Don't ever feel remorse for a criminal. Don't, even if it's your own blood. You stand for justice. The sake of Allah. Let's learn to respect the opposite sex. We are living in an age where sex sells. Hypersexual age. Everything is about sex. We as Muslims are disciplined. What is Islam all about? Can I tell you the one word? Control. Discipline. Control yourself. Comes to prayer. You need to make sure you are there. Even if you are lazy. You make sure you are there. What's it all about? Control. Discipline. You have your wife. You picked your rose. You cannot have the whole rose bush. Cannot keep on looking at all the other roses and smelling and saying, I need a petal from here. You have your petals. You have your rose. Yes. Appreciate it. Grow with it. Nurture it. You will find so much. Would you like that to happen to your daughter or your sister? So don't do it to someone else's daughter or someone else's sister. That's the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ. May Allah protect us. Amen. You know, my brothers and sisters, those whom we are the guardians of, our children, our family members, the best from amongst us, the hadith says, is the one who is 
best to those family members, starting with your wife. The Prophet ﷺ says, the best from amongst you is the best to his wife. How many of you, your family members can stand up and say, this man is a very good man. The day that is the case, we will be successful. May Allah make us successful. Because they see us 24-7 and they know that this person is good. Someone sees you for a few minutes at work, at school, somewhere else. They don't really know what you're all about. They haven't seen you when you are hungry. They haven't seen you when you are angry. They haven't seen you when things don't go your way. Come back home like a big boss. But at work, you were like a small goat. Subhanallah. Making a sound that people don't even understand. Come home like a roaring lion. If that's the case, you are not a good Muslim. When you come home and you can forgive... You can respect, you can honor, fulfill the dignity of, spend time with. You put your phone aside, everything else aside. You kiss your spouse, subhanallah. We are sitting in a masjid, it's an honor to say that because it's a sunnah of the Prophet We are not embarrassed. There's nothing embarrassing about learning. No, we learn. We are good people. We are disciplined. We control ourselves. We will for the sake of Allah. That's what Islam is all about. When Allah has blessed you with good body parts, it's not in order for everybody to see. He'll take it away one day. Then what will happen? People are using silicone underpants in order to pretend like their behind is bigger than what it actually is. Or the, any other part of their body. They are embarrassed. Embarrassed of what? Allah has blessed you. Yes, if there is something abnormal, you are allowed to correct it. But what falls under what is the norm, don't be embarrassed. A true Muslim loves what Allah gave him or her. A true Muslim loves others exactly as Allah created them. Loves them. I don't need to see you light in complexion just to say, oh, you are looking pretty. Prettiness and lightness is confused. Just like how fairness and nur is confused. People say, this man has nur. What nur? Just fair in complexion. You don't know what they are doing to become fair and you think it's nur. Those nur tablets. A'udhu billah. That nur, what do they call it? The balm and the cream. Nur cream. A'udhu billah. Not at all. Nur comes from inside. Even if you are as dark as charcoal, no problem. Bilal ibn Rabah was known as the darkest of the Sahaba. The Prophet ﷺ came back from Mi'raj and says, Ya Bilal, Sami'tu khashkhashataka fil Jannah. I heard your footsteps in Jannah. He could have gone to the fairest of the lot, who was perhaps Suhaib ibn Sinan, a Rumi, Roman, Caucasian. But no, he went to the darkest of the lot. He says, I heard your footsteps in Jannah to show you and I that your Jannah and your closeness to Allah has nothing to do with your size, your color, your shape, your race. Zero. Be patient. Be patient, my brothers and sisters. Jannah awaits us. Be patient. We might be living in society that is looked down upon by many. I promise you, don't feel that way. Just keep on being focused upon paradise. Live your life and be happy. Those who, con those who are conscious of Allah, they will love you as you are. They will respect you, honor you, offer you the dignity the others 
they have not yet recognized Allah. May Allah bless us. May Allah grant us goodness. May Allah gather us in Jannatul Firdaus. My brothers, my sisters, the honor is mine to be here this afternoon. The honor is mine. I have traveled to many, many countries. And I told some of my brothers that, you know what? I need to meet all communities and societies and talk to them and reach out to them for my own sake in order for me to have some recognition of Allah. It is Allah. I will be failing in my duty if I didn't come to you. I'm the one who decided I must come and I will go again and again. Please forgive my shortcomings. Please let's pray for each other. Learn to pray for even those who might not treat you well. Learn to pray for them. We don't want to have hatred in our hearts when a heart filled with hate will not go to Jannatul Firdaus. We are Muslimin. We are Mu'minin. We love one another. And we love and we want goodness for everyone. For all mankind. Don't we want goodness for all mankind? Work hard and Allah will grant you and I the goodness.